Welcome to episode five of the Been There, Lost Fat podcast, real education and advice from people who get it. We've been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with my assistant coaches and certified nutritionists, Jess Valoy and Taylor Nobles. Hey, guys. Hello. <laughs> we, are here, we are here to help you read through all of the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals in a sustainable way. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm super excited to have him here. Yes, somebody who is even geekier than me. Um, and we're here to talk science with Chris Neal from Vivo Health Solutions. Um, he's our in-house hormone guru and kind of our go-to for all of the things. I do call him for all of the things. Welcome to Thank the podcast, Thank you so much, Chris. and I appreciate you guys having me. I, I, I love uh, to have opportunities to geek out and share information because that's what it's all about. We, um, Sarah and I and, and Jess and Taylor, we sift through a lot of the, uh, the, the data and research and science, and we try and pull apart what's actually real and then convert it into something that's applicable to an individual. And that takes, you know, that takes some effort. It takes some time, but, but we love this stuff. So I'm excited to work with you guys again. Sorry, because I said Chris really is a part of the Fit With Me team. We work together um, on cases and it's a really cool process. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but um, since I've interrupted Jess enough already, Jess, take it away. <laughs> I was going to say that leads really well into my first question. Um, can you share a little bit about your background and, and what it is that you do? Yeah, so um, my background is, uh, is in medicine. Um, I was trained in Western medicine. I actually... Um, went to med school for a couple of years and hated it. I was frustrated by a lot of things. I didn't think it was something that I wanted to do. And I certainly wasn't happy with the idea of choosing a specialty and sticking with that your entire life. Cause I just, I, I maybe I have a short attention span or something, but, um, uh, so I stopped med school after two years and then I did research. Um, I, uh, I'm, I've always been a science geek, so I researched um, Alzheimer's disease. I researched human physiology at, at, at Duke University, Chapel Hill, East Carolina University, and and really dug into that. And then and then I, I decided to myself, you know, I want to go into business. So I started up a couple different businesses. And then um, after a while, I went back to school. And this time, when I went back to school, I went back into the through the medical route and and got my master's degree in clinical medicine as a physician assistant, as a PA. So um, coming out of there, I worked in um, general and vascular surgery for several years, and then I did orthopedic surgery for several years um, with a specialty in um, shoulders and elbows and hands and, um, and uh, nerve repair and that kind of stuff. And then I, um, and then I, I managed a, um, a pain management, an inpatient pain management service at Tampa General Hospital. Um, and uh, started working on my PhD in business and hospital administration. And then um, shortly after that, I, um, I got in with a friend of mine who was um, a, a friend of mine at the time who was starting up a hormone replacement clinic. And I, uh, and that's kind of that, that what, that's what led to um, what I do now. So now I'm at the point where I've um, broken off. I've started my own clinic. I'm able to run things the way I want to run them. And, um, uh, and, and I just, I love it. I love it. I'm a patient myself. Um, I began suffering with a uh, hormone disorder probably 15 years ago, not knowing what it was at all. And, um, and frustrated that like with all of my medical training and research training and everything, 
I couldn't figure out, I couldn't even diagnose myself, you know, and it was um, pretty frustrating. I went to the smartest mm -hmm. people I knew um, in medicine and they couldn't figure it out either. And um, so I was, let's see, I was 29 at the time and really tired, tired all the time. Um, I was absolutely dependent on coffee and caffeine um, and, um, and, and just uh, I was working out still five, six days a week, but nothing would show for it. I was putting on weight and um, wasn't and was having a, a horrible time recovering. Um, and I, I really thought something was wrong. So, um, uh, and these really smart people that I, <laughs> that I, I still regard as smart people, maybe just not in this, but like, but they, uh, they told me, Chris, you must just be getting older. I guess that's what it is. You just, just relax. You're just getting, you're 29 now. And I'm like, look, 29 is not old. I should not be feeling old at this point. I'm not going to accept that. So a friend of mine at, uh, that I worked out with, he actually, he actually told me, you know, I was telling him what was going on with me and he said, you know, you should really get your hormones checked out. And I blew it off. I like, cause at the time I was like, you know, you're not, you're not a medical person. Why should I listen to you? Whatever. You know, and I really should have listened to him. So I suffered for another month or so and finally got my hormone levels checked. And sure enough, like, uh, some of my hormones, um, um, most specifically my testosterone hormone was at the level of like a 95 year old man, um, at the age of 29. So, and that's how I felt. I, I really did. So, um, oh, wow. I started on hormone therapy and it was like a light switch went off and it struck me very different because it's like, okay, I've been through years and years of training on, in, in everything dealing with medicine and health and really devoted my life to this. And this is huge. And I had no idea that this was that important. And they certainly don't teach us this at all. You know, so it really, it really blew me away from, you know, just the, the impact that it had on my life. So I, I was like, you know, I have to research and learn as much of this as I possibly can and share it with as many people as I can, because it's not out there. Like people just don't know, you know, and, um, and so that's kind of what, what uh, started things off for me. So what is different about how you approach things as opposed to our average doctors? Hmm. Mm. Well, honestly, I think I have a screw loose. <laughs> I think I think something's wrong with me um, <laughs> because um, I, I've not I've noticed this that I just this is just how I approach everything, and it's one of the things that that really really frustrated me in school. You know how, um, uh, and if you ever go to a hospital or if you ever watch, you know. ER or something on TV, like those hospital shows, you'll see um, a whole team of doctors and there's residents and stuff. And then there's one older doctor that's in charge of everything. And, he, and these residents follow him along around and stuff. That was me. I was following the doctors along and, and they teach you um, literally to, to do and think the way they think. And if you don't do and think the way they think, then you're wrong and you don't pass. And you have to basically redo the whole, the whole um, uh, residency over again. So nobody wants that. So their their style and everything just never really fit. I didn't didn't understand it. We'd go, we'd walk up to a, a patient's room and outside the room with the door closed, we'd open up the chart and the um the 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 doctor that, that we were all shadowing would turn to me and say, Okay, Chris, what are you gonna do? Um and and I and to me we're outside that we haven't even met this patient yet. And he wants me to list all of the things, make all the decisions that we're going to do for the patient right then and there. And it's like, well, hold on. 
don't we have to say hi first and like and talk to them and create a plan together and work on things as a team and really and he's like no 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 you're wrong that that takes too much time we need to look at the chart based on the numbers here you make a decision now we'll go in and get in and out of the room as quickly as we po as we possibly can and tell the patient what we're doing and we, we go on to the next one and i'm like that that makes no sense like how can you do that like this is not this isn't veterinary medicine like these are human beings you know you know and each and every human being is worth the time to talk to and take the time to explain things to and um and i've found as i've kind of bucked the system you know throughout my other like roles in medicine um i was um like a lot of times like scorned upon or looked down on for that or you know um uh, and, and told you need to move faster. You gotta like, you gotta see more patients. You know, you should, you spend too much time. You, you only need five minutes per patient. And we really are, that's driven into us. Like it really, really is for many, many reasons, but it's still wrong. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think our patients are worth that. So what I found is mm -hmm. that, you know, when you do spend and at the same time, build them at the highest, most complicated level. No, oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, literally we get two weeks <laughs> worth of training on medical billing in school generally about two weeks and then they hammer us on that like after after in residency and mm -hmm. and um and all that and and how much how much uh how oh, yeah. much schooling yeah, on nutrition a literally we got a 30 minute lunch session um a nutritionist came in while we were all bringing in our bag lunches or whatever and in between classes and we got 30 <laughs> minutes and so nobody was paying attention we got zero z absolutely zero on exercise i don't think they even said the word exercise in four years of med school so it was just it's just it's the whole thing is is just crazy but i found that when i do things the way i like to do them and really take time and dig in with people you find you discover all kinds of things that i totally would have missed if i just rushed through in five minutes you know so many things that make a big deal in their lives because we can't mm -hmm. first off mm -hmm. it, it's it's not effective to to compartmentalize patients and say, okay, well, I'm a respiratory doctor, so I don't care about anything except your lungs, you know, like, or whatever, you know, the case might be. So you, you have to look at the whole picture and you have to really yeah. dig in with them because at the end of the day that, you know, like one of my mentors would tell me this, he would, he, um, he, and it's always stuck with me. He would tell me that, Chris, you should only rush through things that you don't care about. And so, so that, that has always like been really big for me. Oh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I apply it to, I apply it to how I treat people, you know, so. Well, I totally agree. And like, so that, I mean, Taylor asked the question, like, what, what's the difference between like coming to you to, for help versus going to like your regular Joe Schmo doctor? Um, and all three of us are patients of yours. So I think that we can all speak on that. But I actually, I'm, I'm the lucky one that gets to sit on, I don't know, pro I've probably been on the hundreds <laughs> of hours of consult calls with you yeah. at this point. And I can say that from being a, a patient and also from being a, a wallflower on a lot of phone calls that yes, you absolutely take the time. I also think that you make sure you get all of the information. Like for years, I was told your labs are fine and they never mm -hmm. even like looked at the appropriate yeah. labs, right? Um, I also think that you look at the person, like you always say, you know, we have these set of numbers, but like, let me talk to you as a person. 
And I think the other big game changer is that you're not just like treating symptoms. You're like, let me see what's actually going yeah. on here. And that's been the game changer for a many, many women and, and men, I should say, um, that that we've worked together on. It's just that like that full approach and looking at people as people. I totally think that that's the game changer. Yeah, it's so important. And you guys do this too and, and apply it in with uh, with your team, the, the, the Fit With Me team. Because like you... you like um just the the um the emotional motivation you give people is so that is a game changer that is a game changer and you know what when it comes to the the medical field western medical mm -hmm. med medical field um, or western medicine business like if you can't bill for it through insurance then it doesn't then it's worthless it doesn't matter <laughs> like you know so you can't bill for you know emotional support you know so therefore mm -hmm. they're not going to waste 30 seconds to do that you know, but that mm -hmm. can be the game changer towards your success or your failure. Yeah. But and I also think that's a big part of the, like, for me, the, the client coach relationship and for you, the, the, you know, the, the, the patient relationship, um, is if you don't set up an mm -hmm. environment where somebody will be proactive and coming to you and asking you questions and not scared to make a, to set up a phone call, um, whether it be for cost or time or being scared of you reasons. Um, I think that that opens up a huge avenue for everybody to get the the right the right level of service, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but I find that like you open yeah. that line of communication, and that's something that we really work hard on on our end of things too, because like the everybody knows themselves best, and so I even like I will like text Chris on a random Tuesday morning and be like, "Hey, I noticed this thing," and he'll be like, "Let's jump on a call. Let's talk about yeah. it." Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's the it's those little things the little things that can make such a big difference between someone, you know, meeting their goals, which is what's ultimately most important is that, you know, each and every patient meet their own individual goals or, you know, feeling like they can't do it or they're giving up or whatever, you know, we never mm -hmm. want that. Well, we had like a perfect segue to you coming on this week because last week I started talking about you <laughs> and I was talking about how you always talk about like uh -oh. your body needs to be in the moving. You say things like, you know, you might want to lose fat and put on muscle, but if your body is not in the mood, um, then it's not going to happen. And so I think that before we start getting into nitty gritty that, yeah. and I'm going to say this in the beginning of this conversation, I'm going to say it at the end too, that it's really important to acknowledge and Chris will agree because Chris lives a lifestyle as well, that there's no, no, no workaround to doing the work of implementing lifestyle with nutrition, with habits, with um, hydration, with strength training, with, you know, being, getting movement in all of those things. There's no workaround, but there are situations where, where you are really mm -hmm. doing all of the things consistently um, and shit's still not happening. And that's kind of where, where Chris comes in and really helps to, to fine tune things. So can you t talk a little bit about like, about that that mood that we want to be in and just kind of like what our bodies need to do to align with you know our our goals and our hopes and dreams for our physique oh yeah yeah and, and this this goes for all of performance medicine but let's just if we're just going to focus on the um the picture of weight loss you know um i'm sure everybody out there knows someone if not themselves that has tried different things you know they're working out right you know they are eating right you know and they still don't lose weight you know, and it's frustrating, you know, and yeah, mm -hmm. so reason right. Um, so yeah, it's frustrating. So then what do you do? You go to someone and you say, look, I'm eating right. You go to someone that you consider an expert. Look, I'm eating like this. 
I'm working out like this. And um, those are, if we think about our, our bodies like a factory or like a machine, if you're inputting the right the right factors into your machine, your machine is supposed to, it's designed to output with a specific response, right? So if you're doing the right things on the front end, you're putting it into the machine the right way, and you're still not losing weight, um, you know, these experts that you talk to, they, they'll do one of two things. They'll say, okay, well, you know, maybe you need to, you know, cut calories even more, you know, or maybe you need to eat you know, more cardboard or you need to eat like, or you just need to work out harder and do more cardio because, you know, they'll do that or they'll say, well, you know, um, you're just cheating somehow. You're probably just lying to me. You know, I don't think you're really, you know, mm -hmm. and then it's like, you know, there, there are more, there's, there's another factor, another variable that's huge. So these, there are, there are three major factors that have to be in line. And when they are all three of them in line, then your body is, becomes that machine that is very predictable. You do the right things on the front end, you put it into the machine, the machine spits out the results. Um, so those factors are your nutrition, obviously, is, is a factor. Um, if you eat McDonald's every day, then you can't expect to, you know, meet your any kind of goals, really. Um, the, um, the second variable is your activity. You know, if you sit on your ass, you know, then, then I'm sorry, you're just not going to build you know, um, uh, you know, mm -hmm. like bigger biceps, it's just not going to happen. Like, you know, no matter what, uh, what other variables go on. So the, the third variable is your body chemistry. So if your body chemistry is out of tune or it's not, not, um, not dialed in appropriately and your body chemistry includes your hormones and, and a ton of factors, um, that I, I like to call your body as being in the mood to work with you. If it's not in the mood, then you can diet perfectly, you can work out perfectly, and, and it ain't going to happen. So if we think back to like a, um, our you know, lifespan and we say, okay, well, you know, I'm 45 years old. So, you know, man, I, if, if my body would only respond the way it did when I was 23, oh my gosh, everything was awesome. You know, the, I think what's the saying? It's like um, age, is, age is spoiled on the youth or something like that, <laughs> you know? Um, like, uh, um, uh, so, so our youth is spoiled on or something like that. But basically the point is, is that like, um, <laughs> that when we're young, we don't appreciate how well our bodies are actually dialed in and how well our bodies respond. Mm -hmm. Because back then, you know, if we work out, then it, it, it happens like stuff, stuff happens, you know, you, you'll build muscle, you'll lose weight. It, it just works, you know, but as we get older, we have kids, stress, life happens, you know, our bodies fall more and more and more out of tune. We're the same machine. I'm the same machine that I was when I was 23, you know, but my, um, but the major difference is that my body chemistry is greatly is significantly different than it was back then. So, um, that establishes mm -hmm. the mood that my body's in. And what's cool on, from my perspective is I see this all the time. So I'll see someone come in their machine, they come in and I see that the machine is all out of tune, you know, and I open up the back, I turn a couple dials to put it back in tune again, close the little doors. And then guess what? It works, you know, and, and you can input the, the, the proper diet, that's, that's nothing crazy. You know, you input and, and Sarah and her team are awesome at this. You know, they, they, they give you like a realistic life, life diet that you can live with, you know, consistently, you know, and, um, and, and set you up with a, uh, a good exercise protocol. And then 
it just does what it's supposed to do. So everybody always forgets about the body chemistry part, you know, but it's, it's, in my opinion, like just so, so important because without that, then, you know, you're just going to be frustrated. Well, that's the thing is that like, it's all important. And I never understand when clients come to me and I do, and I, and I have this happen still sometimes it's very rare. Um, but every once in a while I'll have somebody that'll come and they don't want, they don't want to get labs. They don't want to dig in and see what's going on in their factory. And it's, they, they're like holding, they're doing themselves a huge disservice. And then they find themselves in this, the most frustrating position. I feel like I'm working so hard and I feel like my results and my progress are not lining with how hard I'm working. Well, there's something else going on. And some people don't like that for, I don't know what the reason is and I will, bring it up to them. You should get labs. You should get labs. Um, you should talk to Chris. We should get some more information. Um, and some people just don't want to do it. I never understand, especially because it's not like, I mean, I'm not super expensive, but I'm also not cheap. You're paying me, you know, you're paying me every month and you to make this progress and you're putting in all this effort. Why wouldn't you take those steps? And for me, those steps, and for you too, for, for everybody that's on, the, on this call, um, the steps to, to find out what's going on inside our body was really the game changer that made it so that our efforts and our results aligned, you know? Absolutely. I was absolutely in that position. And I worked with you for a year before I got the labs. And it would have saved me a lot of money if I had just got the lab sooner, but I held off on getting them because I was like, oh, I don't really want to spend this money to get these labs because my doctor won't run them for me because they say they don't need them. But I was like, hey, I don't really want to spend the money yet. I'll just, you know, I'll try this stuff out and see how it works. And I spun my wheels for a whole year. And then I was like, finally, I'm like, okay, let's, let's see what's going on. And then it was very obvious what the, the factors were that were, were keeping me from, from, you know, reaching any kind of changes. And, and once we started implementing those changes, we started seeing some results. And um, Chris and I had a conversation at the beginning of December about how my labs were dramatically different um, from when we had pulled them back in February. And we made a few little changes, just a few little tweaks, and the machine, you know, started to work better. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of it is that, like, in, in our, on our side, um, Jess and Taylor and Sarah, like, you know, what we, we are often feel like we're playing tug of war against many other factors out there of factors of information, you know, so people that mm -hmm. you assume are experts like your doctor, you know, and some of them, I shouldn't knock all of them, but I'm going to knock a great many of them. Um, but, but, you know, some of them will say things like, oh, Jess, you don't need labs. You just need to eat more salad, you know, and it's like, okay i've been doing that <laughs> like you know what else can i do and you know well you don't need or you'll you know you'll you'll watch you know a 30 second video on instagram you know what hey such and such on instagram says that i can lose weight without any cardio so i'm just gonna do that you know and i'll buy their little their little mm -hmm. smoothie you know and it's like it, it is you have to have the attention span to really take time and dig into this if it's important to you you won't rush through it, you know, and that's what it all comes down to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we talk about that a lot. Like the, the time factor is such a factor. And like, and I think that everybody can relate to that, that patience is the hardest part, but there's no getting around doing the work. And there's no getting around the fact that like, it takes time, like all this stuff takes time. You know, if you have hormonal stuff, if you have gut stuff, if you have metabolic stuff, if you don't have any stuff and you're just working on learning how to do this, it's still going to take time. That's so, it's so hard. And it's like, and it, it's part of the reason why I opted for weight loss surgery is I was like, I don't want to take all that time mm -hmm. off do this really extreme thing. Um, but in the long run, it actually took more time because 
you know, like everything, um, there are side effects and there were side effects that came along with having weight loss surgery that ultimately probably made it take longer for me to get to my goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why information I think is so key, you know, and, and doing things like these, like Mm -hmm. these podcasts and, um, videos and like, you guys can, um, you know, check out my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is real science with Chris Neal. You know, I try and put out as much information as I can, because I really do believe that information is power. And, um, and I want all of my patients to geek out into this stuff as much as I do, (laughs) because I I really do think they're worth it, you know, and, uh, and it's, it's really important and it changes things when we understand you know, chemically what's going on and we, and we allow it to make sense to us, you know, then it's like, okay, it it empowers us to know what's next and what to do, you know, to meet our goals. Um, so circling back to the, the machine, what do you think about people that blame genetics? Hmm. So I hear that a lot. Um, you know, so, um, I, uh, genetics, there is some, sliver of truth to that you know there there is uh there are some genetic predispositions for things the way i describe it is that you know our bodies are like a factory um and our job is to be the ceo to manage our factory our factory was given to us by our parents you know with all of the mechanical parts that a factory has you know um but um so we don't necessarily you know decide you know that but we do decide how we manage it you know, and um, and that management, what we do is vastly more important than anything else out there. You know, um, so um, so it's but it's very easy to say, oh, you know, everybody in my family is overweight. And so I always kind of challenge that a little bit and I'll, and I'll say, OK, well, tell me about the diet of everybody in your family. Well, you know, we eat a southern mm-hmm. diet, fried food and blah, blah, blah. And that's how we've always eaten. You know, it's like, well, okay, well, mm-hmm. then that's not genetics. That's just, you know, yep. the menu that you guys choose, you know, um, that's a big part of it. Um, so, and then I see people on the other end that they literally are the, they're trying to break a trend. They're the only healthy people in their whole, in their entire family. They're the only, they're the first person that has ever really worked out and exercised on a regular basis and they're eating right and everything. And, you know, if, um, and their, their numbers and everything mm-hmm. look good, but they know that everybody in their family looks a certain way and they don't want to go that route, you know? So they, um, you know, they're, they're very concerned about, you know, um, heart disease and obesity and stuff like that when they're, you know, far from it. Um, but, yeah. um, you know, so, but the things that we do in our lifestyle does play a huge, huge role, you know, but it kind of depends on, um, on the gradient of, you know, genetic predisposition, mm-hmm. you know, some people do have have a, have more significant genetic predispositions than most, but by and large, you know, you can outwork your genetics. Yep, I, I completely agree. It's so funny. Definitely. I was, I, oh, I was talking to my mom about this last night. Um, and, and I asked her like that we were, we, I, I was like talking about how we we're going to talk to you. And I was like, I want to bring this up with Chris tomorrow. Um, and she was like, well, if it was genetics and we looked back at like my parents and grandparents, she was like, then that would, you know, then, then we would all be unhealthy and overweight and have all of these problems and have type two diabetes and all of these things. And sure, you might be like prone to things, but you to- I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. And you've seen it, like we've all seen it, um, you know, in practice that you can totally outwork your genetics. Um, and now I'm so curious to hear what you have to say about something that we've been seeing. I don't know if you've seen this set or heard this set, I should say, um, but we see it a lot, especially recently in the bariatric community. 
and people are um, walking, walking around, making lots of posts, reels, videos, saying that obesity is a chronic disease that there is no cure for. What is your response to that? Hmm. That's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> I threw a hmm. curveball at you, Chris. Um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, that I, I think is, um, uh, I hate it when people say stuff and they try and make it sound like it's science. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm at, at my core, at my core, I'm really, I consider myself a scientist and, um, uh, when, and so at, at any, and in, and in medicine too, like this would always drive me crazy when, um, when people would say, well, there's nothing we can do about that. You know, when, when I hear anyone say that, I think, uh, though I translate that in my mind as what that means is that you're too lazy to try and figure out what to do when you just want to quit. You know, that's what, that's mm -hmm. what I hear. You know, so, and that's basically what I think of when I hear people say stuff like that. Like, um, so as, as soon as you, um, as soon as you, um, label, um, any problem or any situation as something, there's nothing you can do about, then that's your opportunity to sit back and say, well, all right, well, I guess that's it. There's nothing I need to do anymore and mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do. I guess I just have to live with it. And, um, that's really a shame, you know, because that is just scientifically and, just not true at all. Um, and it's only said in order to stroke the egos of people that are obese and don't want to get their, you know, feel like, or they don't want to feel like they're, they're socially pressured to do any work to try and better, you know, their, their medical, um, um, situation. So yeah, I just, yeah. And actually, I, um, as you're saying that, it's, that, as you're saying that it's making me think of a specific client that we worked together on and she came to you with lots of diagnosis, like lots and lots of reasons why not. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and why not she shouldn't move and all of these things. And, and you said just that to her, you were like, you've been, a lot of these labels have been slapped on you. And so you've taken it on as your identity. I think you said something along those lines, mm -hmm. but this doesn't have to be yeah. your identity. And there are certain, there are things that you still can't, you may have limitations, but there are still things that you can do. And, I, I, and based off of that conversation, and this was a, this a while ago, this is, I think when you and I first started working together, um, it like, it put her in a totally different mindset of being like, okay, well, I might be dealt a tough, tough hand, but it's up to me to play the hell out of it. And ultimately she's been a very successful yeah. client. Sorry. What are some of the most common things you see, um, that are holding people back from the lifestyle when they're doing all of the work? Mm. Um, um, well, the most common thing is definitely going to be body chemistry. Definitely that, you know, so getting your labs done, taking the time to get your labs done and think about is your body even in the mood to tackle this whole project, you know, and, and that, that's, um, uh, that's, that's definitely the biggest thing. Um, uh, and, well, where would you have, where would you have people start Chris? So like, you know, so I, so before I got looped into this whole coaching world and Jason guided me on like how to get labs and how to advocate for myself and what labs to get and all of those things. Um, I had no fucking idea. Like I would go to the doctor and they would like 
run a CBC and a CMP and they would be like, your labs look awesome. Like, or they would be like, you're pre-diabetic. You should just stop eating carbs. Yeah. This is what, this is what you need to do. Um, so like, where does somebody start? So if somebody, I, I mean, obviously somebody can, can ask, can send a, send a message to any of the four of us and we can guide them. But, um, but basics, like where, where should somebody start? Where do they look? Can they, should, would you say, go to your, your regular doctor and see what they'll do? Like what, what's, what's your advice on where so, to start? So, um, that's a great question. And, and unfortunately I, I wish I could say, um, you know, everyone, no matter where they are, has a, um, has a primary care doctor in their town that can give them the best you know, they can give them the best resources available, but that's not, unfortunately, it's just not the case. So, um, so you have to be an advocate for yourself and it mm -hmm. starts with introspection and really looking into what your goals are, you know, and they're going to be different for everybody, you know, and to, and to try and take away all bias that you have, that we've all been like, um, that society has kind of ingrained in us you know, and, and, um, and, and truly look towards, you know, what the performance that you want from your body. Cause like you said, Sarah, you only get one, you know, and, um, and, and our job is to make the most out of it. So, um, so figure out what your goals are. If, if your goals are to, you know, I have, I have one lady that I'm working with, like, um, she's, I think she's turning, she's turning 45 and, uh, in like the summer and her goal is to be at the same weight that she was when she got married. You know, she's been married for like 20 years and she wants to get back to that, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever your goals are, you know, and, mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and then, and then once you figure that out, then, then start to start to really piece together your why, like your re your whys is what I call it. Like your list of list of reasons why you want to mm -hmm. do it in the first place. You know, and as small as they might be, like, I want to do this for my kids. I want my kids to see that, like, that you can, um, that you can actually work at your health and your fitness and, and, and it's an important part of your life, you know, or I want to be active for them, or I want to do this for, you know, my husband or my wife or whatever, so that they, you know, always, um, you know, feel that I'm sexy or something, whatever it is, as small as it might be, or as big as it might be, like, make that list of your whys. And after you have that, that is your driving motivation for everything that's going to push you to to come up with the answers and the resources for your situation you know so um reaching out to reaching out to anyone on this podcast like all four of us like any of us will will be able to hook it hook that up and get you to um to resources but just understand that that um that it, it is like uh just googling stuff is a bit of a minefield so because there's not a lot of great info out there you know um <laughs> who's who's worse dr google or your Ooh. gp mm. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah well um i i, I, I went there maybe your GP, <laughs> just because you only get five minutes with them and like google you can actually you know stay on for hours <laughs> um yeah that's <laughs> well J J you know just brought something up when we were talking about this recently of like you know everybody has their their specialty and just like you said you know that like you're I, well chris you're a bad example because you like live the lifestyle so you do know about nutrition mm -hmm. and exercise but let's take somebody that you know just knows the science that like everybody has their specialty and i can't remember what how what you compared it to for me jess you were I said something to the effect of I'm not going to go to a cardiologist for a neuro neurological issue. Oh, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So we all have our like specialties in that when we're like advocating for ourselves and looking to hire and bring on help, we need to make sure that we're looking in the right places and, you know, not hiring like a fucking beach body coach. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. <gasps> exactly. And then, you know, and, and, and understanding and, and understanding that you're worth it. You know, you're worth taking the time into, you know, you're worth researching and investing into totally. yourself, you know, and that's a part of the why. Like if you, if you have enough whys, enough serious reasons why you want to do it, then, um, then you won't fail and you'll just keep on going because it is a journey and we don't learn everything, you know, right on the first step. You know, we learn about you and your system, everything as we go along. Totally. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a life journey that, that just keeps on giving back health and benefits and enjoyment in life and confidence, you know, and, and you meet wonderful people along the way. And it's, it's just, it's a great, great journey that I love being a part of for people. Well, shit, that's a perfect segue into talking about how our partnership kind of works. Um, so Chris, how long have we been working together? Is it like, are we working on two years now? When's our anniversary, Chris? Yeah, we're working on two years now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Two year anniversary. Um, So I got linked up with Chris because, Mm -hmm. because I kept running into dead ends with clients trying to get the information and to get proper medical care, because as much as I am helpful and good at what I do, um, and something that I have big beef with is that a lot of coaches like to step into the role of, of doctor and that they like to say, this is what I'm going to diagnose you with. This is what you need to do. And I think that it's something that's really missing, um, you know, since our industry is so unregulated, which is such a problem. And so I sought out, like, I really want to find somebody that is an expert in this and that can provide care to my clients. Um, and so Chris and I linked up a couple years ago. And since then we've, we've found our groove and it works really well where we all, but me, Chris client, Jess Taylor, we all work together, Renee, Billy too, um, to really create the best experience and the best program for everybody. And basically what happens is I get everybody onboarded with their nutrition plan. They get their labs for whatever avenue we need to get them from. And then, um, and then from there, we all get on a call together. And so Chris calls me first. I give him like a little triage, tell him what we're working on so that he has that background information. Then from there, we loop in client. And then Chris spends, I don't know, 45 minutes usually talking about getting your body in the mood and how your factory works. Um, And and it works really, really well. And then my my shtick and Chris's as well um, is having that, that communication back and forth. So it's not unusual for Chris to say, we're going to talk in what, six weeks, usually after the first call. If you go, if you were going to try on this medication, we're going to talk every two weeks. And it's, so it's not like a typical, you know, fight to get an appointment at your doctor. It's an open line of communication. And I also think there's value and Chris, you can expand on this as well. In your experience in working, you know, with clients directly and without a nutrition coach on board, um, I think it works well to have the coach aspect and that triage aspect. So, you know, kind of where we're at and what we're working on and that third party perspective as well. Absolutely. That is so huge. And from my end, I know that we're on, especially that since we're on the same page with so many things and during that consultation, Sarah, Sarah's philosophy and my philosophy, we align ourselves with what our, what the view is of the patient and and how, how to best suit their needs so that I know that whatever we talk about, Sarah is just going to be as, as Sarah and her team with Jess and Taylor are helping to keep their, their, the, the client motivated and, um, and accountable for everything. 
that it's just going to be an extension of everything that we've talked about, you know? So that's, that is so awesome. I know like every time a patient comes on to talk to me, I know it's a good coach, like, like you guys involved that their level of success just went way up, you know, just by having, just by getting involved with, with a team like you guys. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun. What is, what's that saying for raising a child? It takes a village. <laughs> I think it's probably the same yeah. for if you're working in this, in this industry as well. Um, but it does work really, really well. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so what I thought was going to happen happened, which was we didn't even get to what we were going to talk about, which means that I've officially conned <laughs> you into coming back for another podcast. Um, Hey, you don't have to come. I love it. I, I love Maybe you. we'll just have a standing appointment. But we do have, so we started, we've had some guests before and we started saying like, we're going to have these two questions at the end of the pod to like kind of wrap it up for our guests. So I'll let Jess take it away with the first one. Okay. So the first one is, what is your one piece of, of advice for anybody starting out on their health and fitness journey? Hmm. Um, he's like, just one, you have to, <laughs> you have to wipe the slate clean. The first Ooh. thing you really should do is wipe the slate clean. Like, um, you really need to, like our minds are a lot like a chalkboard, the old school chalkboards, you know, um, with like, I grew up with that, like, you know, with the, the chalk and the eraser and the, and the, you know, uh, the, the dust and stuff everywhere. Like you really have to wipe that completely, completely clean you know, and, and then use a wet towel and then wipe it again you know, <laughs> to make sure everything is actually gone, you know, because we get, we get ingrained with so many, so much bad information and so much <laughs> random stuff that we assume that's how it works. That's how the body works when it really, really doesn't, you know, I can't tell you how many times I ask people because I have to, I have to ask every single patient, um, how much do you weigh and what is your goal? Like, what do you want to get to? You know, and when it comes to that question, they're like, well, I'm 50 now. So realistically, I probably will only be able to lose this much weight. And that tells me right there, there's so much bias on your chalkboard already. Like that, that, that just, so I'd rather someone tell me something that, uh, because when I see a patient, I see them for the potential that their machine can actually achieve which mm -hmm. in their mind is completely unrealistic. But like from a scientific standpoint, I know just from history and doing what I do for so long that I know it is realistic. So, so um, blast through all of those, all of the, the preconceived notions that you have, wipe your slate clean and, and come into a, 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 a relationship with, um, with a team that you know um, you can trust and, um, and, and just say, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an open book. You know, I don't have any preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. You guys are the experts. You know, I want to understand everything that's going on, but if you tell me something to do, I'll ask a ton of questions, but you know, we'll figure it out, but I'll do it, you know? And, and that's, totally. that's probably the best information I can get. Well, I think that's like, what well, I think that was, that was actually an amazing response. <laughs> for the, just want to make that clear. I think that was an amazing response. But I think a lot of it is that, you know, it's um, true. We see that. I was talking, so yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody recently who's thinking about signing up and she's like, so on the fence because she's like, what's going to be different this time? Is it because I'm investing financially? Is it, you know, what is it? And I flat out said to her, I was like, first of all, 
please don't sign up unless you're ready to roll and you're ready to go all in because it's no fun for either of us. But secondly, what's going to be different this mm-hmm. time is that every other time you've come from a place of beating the shit out of your body. And in this situation, I'm going to teach you a lifestyle that's going to get your body working for you, which loops into how we all work together as well. But that that's the difference. That's why you can actually set that goal and you can actually hit it this time um, as opposed to every other time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and I, I get it. It's, it's, it's new. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I was just gonna say real quick that I, I get it. It's new. Like a lot of this information is very new for some people. Like, um, you know, someone might tell Sarah, mm-hmm. like you get into week one and it's like, what do you mean I need to eat more in order to lose more weight? That doesn't make any sense. You know? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like that's a big one. <laughs> you know? And, um, but, but you have to kind of wipe that away from your body or, um, or what do you mean? I need this hormone or that hormone, like you know, and and so it's it, it, it's uh, um, it's once once we talk to patients on the other side, and it takes a while to kind of break through that. When they get through like a couple months of of success, then it's like, oh, okay, the light bulb goes off. It's like, ah, oh, I now mm-hmm. I get it, and and it becomes a lifestyle change, and it's great. So I'm sorry, Taylor, I interrupted you. Go ahead. So this is your last question. If you could choose one food to be calorie and consequence free, which would it be? Mm, calorie and consequence free. Anything. Like mm. if it causes you digestive upset, that's why oh. we added that on. Oh, okay. Um, oh, that's a good one. Mm. Um, see, I love to eat and I love to cook and my wife loves to cook. She's an amazing cook. Welcome so, to the club. Maybe yeah. this is why we get along so food. well. Yeah, I, and we are definitely foodies. Um, so that is a really tough one um, because I, I'm of the mentality that like that that I don't care how hard I need to work. I will work twice as hard if it means that I can eat whatever I want to eat. You know, um, to to. To a certain point, you know, so I have to be careful because I, you know, I'm I'm training for things too and goals and stuff. So, um, I would probably say Kentucky Derby pie. Kentucky Derby pie. Do you what is know? that? Yeah, so it's a it's a southern it's a southern thing. It's like you guys have heard of pecan pie, right? Pecan pie. Yeah. So if if you take a, a pecan pie, but before you put everything into it, like the bottom part of the pecan pie has. Um, has uh, uh, chocolate chips on the bottom. It's Ooh. really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds it's like really it could good. have some consequences. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's very rich and it's very good. It's, yeah. It's called Kentucky Derby Pie. My mom would make it for me for, uh, for my birthday and for Christmas. So. Uh, awesome. Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I've got, I literally, so Jess and I, when we were brainstorming podcast topics, which over a cup of coffee, we have, I have a whiteboard that's full here of topics and there, there's a whole Chris section. So <laughs> we got a lot to talk about still. I love it. I love it. No, I, I love this. Like I can go all day. So yeah, I'm, I'm more than happy to come on anytime and, uh, and, and awesome. hang out with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I think that was a perfect little intro. We'll dive into some more specifics when we have you back. Um, Any closing thoughts from anybody or are we good to go? Yeah, I will add all of Chris's um, contact information in his YouTube page in the description. So if you're interested in checking out any of his um, pages or his YouTube channel, feel free to look at the description below.
So you yeah. just always make Check sure I keep my um, shit together. I'm on TikTok now too. I'm doing TikTok videos. And um, so, um, so yeah, check it out. Um, comment and, uh, and, and definitely reach out anytime. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you. And thank everybody for uh, listening to the Been There Lost Map podcast. Our motto here is do it right so you only have to do it once. If you're looking for personalized and customized pro programming to reach and sustain your health and fitness goals, check us out at teamfitwithme.com. Complete the info on the contact page to get free res resources and to set up your complimentary consult with me. And since Chris is here, everybody should also know that if you sign up with the team and sign up with Bebo as well, um, that we will all work together and that we will all jump on calls together and look at labs together. And it really is such a, such a cool experience to, uh, to kind of get the full fit with me experience with all of our resources as well. So we'll end it at that. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.